7 o'clock. It's time for Ira on Sports. Mike and Sean as well. 95.9, the true oldies channel. Boy, do we have a big show on tap for you tonight. It's one of the most exciting weeks in South Florida. The Honda Classic is here. Between Ira, myself, and Sean, we've been to more Honda Classics than most of the actual golfers. I mean, we're there usually five of the, of the seven days uh, every year, going back for me seven years now. So it's a lot of trips to the Honda. Ira's been there more. He's walked more holes than me. We've got our full Ira's Guide to the Honda Classic coming up. But first and foremost, Ira, I want to welcome you in. You had a busy weekend, man. Where you been? I am so excited. I just, I walked, well, how about this? Tiger Woods played 54 holes of golf, 18 holes for the Pro-Am and 36 holes on the first and second round. Besides his caddy, I think I'm the only person to walk all 54 holes with him. So it's Tiger, myself, and his caddy. It's amazing stuff, and I don't know how you do it. And this is one of the things we're going to talk about in a little bit is it's difficult to walk with somebody. Especially, I mean, listen, you want to walk with Russell Henley, not that big of an issue. Tiger Woods, there's a strategy to this. This is not easy to do, Ira. You got this figured out, though. Well, don't those, tell us everything yet. But. We're not going to tell everything <laughs> everything yet. But the greatest thing that's happened on the golf tour this year is the fact you're allowed to take pictures on cell phones. It, it's it, yeah, it was so dumb. So, for instance, I mean, I understand that hunger, war, violence, famine, everything is. We still have these crises. But when you used to walk around the Genesis Open or the Honda or any other tournament, they would have all these people driving golf carts that said "Mobile Device Task Force." a mobile device mm-hmm. task force, a cell phone task force, because it was so horrendous that someone was going to take a picture with a cell phone that doesn't make any noise in itself. <laughs> so I remember I was taking a picture illegally and people were smoking cigars next to me. So now the cigar smoke is going right into the golfer's eyes and face mm. while they're trying to drive. That's not a problem, but <laughs> my taking of a cell phone is one of the worst things that could ever happen. But I guess we have solved the problem. So there's no need for a mobile device task force now to stop that. It's a very weird thing. The Honda it was actually one of the first uh, tournaments that allowed cell phone areas. Because like, it used to be no phones at all. Then the Hondas had to put up a separate off-the-course area for business people and you know whatever you need to do. And that was like revolutionary four years ago. And now it's, just, it's full of full everywhere, which is pretty cool. But they allow you to take pictures. Now there's no limits at all. Even when they're, go- when they're hitting, when they're walking, anything. Pictures everywhere you want. As long as you don't use, of course, flash photography. It, it is very interesting stuff happening on the PGA Tour. And Honda Classic is here. Can't wait to talk about that. What else did you do, Ira? And then, of course, it was All-Star Weekend. So everything was happening in Los Angeles. So on Saturday, I went to the All-Star Practice, which was very cool to see mm-hmm. for two hours, all the stars there. And it was a very weak practice. I think it was probably <laughs> the most laziness I've ever seen uh, uh, 24 people practice basketball in my life. But it still was very exciting to see LeBron and everyone else there and how they're inter- I was mostly looking at the interactions mm. uh, because you have these teams of Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, the feud they possibly have, really no feud now, and then Kyrie and LeBron they were on the same team and saw yeah. how they interacted and then I went how did they look um, it was interesting <laughs> in, I thought that Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant seemed to be talking all the time Kyrie was spending a lot of time that surprises talking, me and, there was, and Kyrie was talking to Kevin Durant a lot and all the Golden State fans in attendance were mad about that because they didn't <laughs> want Kyrie to recruit Durant to Boston <laughs> so they were nervous about that I and, never even thought about that and I did find it funny when they were practicing that Kyrie was on one side of the court and then LeBron was on the other so I didn't see Kyrie and LeBron's interaction but of course in the All-Star game itself they, the, they, they did great 
great. I mean, Kyrie threw the pass to LeBron to win mm. the game. So that was, they definitely had the chemistry and I don't see, there was no ill will or any problems or whatever, but it was interesting to see them talk and, and doing those things. We're going to talk more about the All-Star game here in a little bit. For me, it's not that interesting, especially as far as All-Star games go. Um, you told me something before we went on air that I would have never thought, Ira, about the price of tickets for the All-Star game. Um, the All-Star game consistently, and this is like sometimes I think it's right under now, whether you put mas the Masters, which I, you have this separate category. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so the Masters, but in the Super Bowl... In the All Star Game, the Super Bowl is number one, and All Star mm -hmm. Game is consistently number two. Now, the national I championship, never thought that. national championship football games are consistent. Now, the last few years, when it's in the South, when Alabama mm. and Clemson are playing, yes, those prices go up. But I was at the Rose Bowl a few years ago back, and it was nothing. It was you know you get fifty bucks to see the That's, national championship. See, I didn't game. expect that. Either. So it's consistently uh, it clear it's the All Star Game and the Super Bowl. I mean, I was at the World Series and the NBA Finals. I mean, there was the tickets for this All Star Game were twice as much as Game Seven. NBA Finals two years ago between the Warriors and the Cavs in Golden State. <laughs> it just baffles me. It just makes absolutely no sense to me, but I'm glad that we have you here to learn this stuff. Sean LeGreg is here with us, uh, as always. Sean, Honda Classic Week's here, and I know that you're a big fan of the Honda. Always. It's, uh, for, for it to come down here, it's kind of like the kickoff for the, the PGA year for you know us. Um, and to have everybody, you know, we look a few years back, you know, we didn't have those big-time players coming here. But now it's like, you know, this is what kicks their season off. We saw Ricky win it uh, next year. Uh, looks like the class is going to be loaded again. Hopefully we get word. Maybe Tiger shows up. Um, he committed. Yeah, so, he, uh, he yeah. committed. Well, I remember he committed a few years back, and, you know, and then he, he backed out before. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's going to be exciting. It'll be, it'll be another great time. Uh, down here in Palm Beach Gardens. You're listening to Iron Sports, Mike and Sean as well. 95.9 True Oldies Channel. It's 706. Want to hear from you. 877-960-9960. You going out to the Honda? Do you need Ira's help? <laughs> okay, Honda, but before we get to the Honda, you were at the Genesis Open at Riviera following Tiger Woods, naturally. First and foremost, how's that course? Because it just looks like one of those picture-perfect golf courses. It, it totally is picture-perfect. <coughs> it's in a valley, and above it are like $50 million homes all <laughs> surrounding. That'd and be a nice house is, to have. There's very little, there's no water at all. That's and Unlike the Honda, there's no water on the course. But it's just like, and it's very narrow, and you could almost like, wow, it's not really that long a golf course. But it is, it's, it's hidden, it's like Deceptive. tricky, deceptively long. But just is the beauty, of course, that 18th hole, Hogan's Alley, walking up to the, mm. the clubhouse at the end is amazing. Yeah. But it's a very, pretty, very pretty course. It's, I've always wanted to see it. I've, I've never been out there. I want to see every golf course in the world. I mean, that, that's first and foremost. But yeah, it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't look that difficult to me watching it on TV. I'm a mediocre golfer at best. It doesn't look that difficult to me, but these guys really struggle to put up good scores there. I think one of the difficulty level is certainly where the greens are. The placement of the greens, mm -hmm. where they're located, it's hard for the golfers to have like this where they're just going right into it straight. They're hooking balls in. They're trying to work. Their, it's very hard to get on the green in a perfect mm -hmm. spot to get birdies. So that's why you didn't see. You saw scores at uh, you don't see minus 20s instead of 20 under par. Yeah, no. I wasn't following you know that, that intently. I usually don't on Thursdays and Fridays. I'm busy. And we were texting, and you said, you know, uh, if Tiger makes the cut, he's probably not going to play the Honda. And I'm thinking, he shot a plus one yesterday. What business does this guy have making the cut? Then I look at the leaderboard, and the best score was, what, four under at that yeah. point? This is not an easy golf course. To, to score well on. Uh, let's move into Tiger, though. Did you walk both days with him or just one? I walked both days with him, and most excitingly, I walked Wednesday with him. 
So that's the pro am, and he was with Mark Wahlberg. Very so cool. clearly, and then it starts at, at first. It starts at six thirty, and he and and that's the best time. Now, of course, if you go to Honda, my tip for the Honda is. On Wednesday, if you want to get up really, really early and see Tiger Woods, the best time the whole weekend would be at 6.30 in the morning because that's when he's going to play the Pro-Am, which he's committed to already. Mm. But to get up at 6.30 and just to walk with Wahlberg and Tiger and Michael Young, who used to, was a player for the Texas Rangers, and, the, oh, yeah, yeah. and then a representative for the Masters was there. And uh, it was the crowd was not – it was heavy. I mean, compared to anyone else for the Pro-Am, it, it was – but certainly people don't get up that early to walk with him. <laughs> but Wahlberg was fantastic to walk with. He was so friendly so engaging really? talking to everybody as friendly as you possibly can imagine one thing he did was he wore earbuds the entire time mm. those apple earbuds and i can't believe he played 18 holes and they didn't fall out the whole time i can't put those, those things amaze me that they don't fall out i can't put the earbuds on just standing sitting here and he was hitting <laughs> golf balls and doing everything and he was a very good golfer and his um, camaraderie with uh, tiger was excellent they were talking the whole time joking around and uh, I, I have one interesting thing with Wahlberg is he hit the ball and i was a li- walked a little head and it was in the rough deep rough and he couldn't find the ball and i said to him i go it's over here <laughs> so he comes over to where the ball was and it's in the deep rough and he goes next time when i look when, when you see the ball in the rough just tell me it's over here which is on more on the less rough <laughs> and i'll give you five hundred dollars so. ira what um what is what was the crowd likes for the like what was the crowds like for the pro-am obviously nothing like it is during the actual tournament nothing like for the actual tournament was still very very large yeah. and a tiger doesn't talk to anybody everybody wants his autograph everyone's his pictures with it and as the round started as the as the holes when he's on the 17th and 18th it started getting more crowd much more crowded so. you know sean and i will talk later when we get into the, the honda classic which uh, kicks off this thursday at pga national resort and spa about it, the pro-am being the best day yeah. and it's funny you said that um you tiger you know he's very he is very tigerish it doesn't matter what's going on but we happen to be standing yeah. there and it's probably like a 150 160 yard approach shot he's with three amateurs one guy drops it like five feet from the pin and tiger woods says nice shot dave <laughs> imagine crazy. tiger woods telling you nice shot <laughs> and he mean, wasn't wa- he wasn't walking with them at all like he was like he was playing his round you know and these other it, it was a practice just, for him <laughs> exactly yeah and he just kind of looked over after the shot was like nice shot dave it was just the craziest <laughs> thing the guy he's looking around like tiger just spoke to me it's one of my many uh, fun golf memories and we're going to talk about plenty more of those coming up so, so tiger's performance um obviously didn't make the cut he was very much in contention after thursday with like i said a plus one still wasn't an awful score what's your takeaways from tiger's performance well first of all he I mean, the most important thing about Tiger's performance is he's healthy. Yeah. That's the most takeaway because he wasn't walking the course gingerly. He Mm. wasn't walking slowly. On each day, he had a, when he was doing his putts, he was eyeing every putt. And if you have back problems, you know how hard it is to bend over, to get down on your, to, to crouch down, look at eye the putt from four different ways. Mm-hmm. He, some I've read some commentators that said, oh, he didn't look like he was moving moving gracefully. I don't know what that would mean. I, I mean, don't know what that means. That's a figure skating or ice skating term. I mean, no, certainly he wasn't like. It's writers <laughs> looking for a story. The, the, but <laughs> he seemed healthy. And and what made it appear is why he was so healthy is yeah. that he put himself in the most difficult shots you could imagine if he would if they would have said after at the beginning of a hole each hole um take someone from the crowd and hit a tee shot 
Or, and then and, that's what you play. And that's what you have to play after that. Or it says, take my ball and put it in the most difficult spot you could go, and then I'll play from there. So the fact that Tiger shot a plus one on that first day, when his balls are, can I tell you where, the one time they're on the ravine, on the on like the 13th, they're on a ravine, like on a on, a, on, a, on the side of a, of a whatever, a mountain. Yeah. And he had to stand with his one leg up, one leg down, and then he hits it. There was another time, I mean, on the 11th hole, or the t- 11th hole, he actually hit the ball on the fairway into the tree and it stayed in the tree so he had to take not only a drop but it was a lost hole because you couldn't, you couldn't even find the ball <laughs> he had balls that I mean, if they were in the water that's what they're afraid of the honda he's gonna hit the wall in the water a lot because they were everywhere his misses he only made um five out of 14 fairways and then eight out of four eight out of 14 fairways five out of four that's fairways. like my rounds so but his misses <laughs> were really bad i mean yeah. the example is on the ninth hole which was his last on the first round and um, he hit it on the 10th sand trap which mm. is the green on the 10th so he hits it there and then he goes from the sand trap now this sand trap is nowhere near it's like 253 yards away and he hits it right on the hole it's amazing and, uh, his recovery's never been an issue really. his 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 short game his recovery was amazing and the, what's so important about it was that he was not hitting easy shots sitting on the fairway make it easy he is on difficult positions challenging challenging there was one where he was on the card path um between three trees and had to sort of i don't even know how he got the ball there mm-hmm. and it's exciting when he tiger is off the fairway because that's when you can see him when he's in the middle of the fairway it's hard to get pictures oh yeah but yeah, when yeah. he's off the fairway you're still like two feet away from him and taking this amazing shot because he's standing right there and he always has this weird type of shot he's grabbing the, the club the different way there was a couple of great replays from the weekend of some yeah. of the weird f- f- uh, finishes he had if someone like has that. a bad back if someone's injured they're not going to be making their shots they're not going to be playing like he was playing so him being healthy and playing those holes and then immediately co- uh, committing to play the Honda yeah. during yeah. the Friday. It was round. immediate. Yeah, yeah. He he was ready to play, and I think that his health was the most important thing of anything. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing too, because there was like a two-year period where every round he played. I mean, there was like two shots he would take, and you would see him uh, just wincing. Mm-hmm. And so to see him go through those two rounds, I mean, I thought that was really big as well. So, um, Sean, you're an avid golfer like me, and some days I start to think in these Tiger Woods scenarios. Why doesn't this guy just use a three-wood off the tee sometimes? <laughs> I'm being serious. That's what amateur golfers do. Do I need the 20 yards of distance and to not be in a ravine or on the side of a mountain? I mean, I know pros don't do it, but right. sometimes I would think about it. I think it's ego. I think it, I it's think it definitely ego, but scores well. are better than ego. Yeah, and but I understand, too. I think Tiger's not looking at it like, hey, i got to win a tournament today. I think he's like, That's hey, I'm going to cl- play a clean round. I want to you know, play my game, and whatever the score is, the score is going to be. Um, you know, we got to also take into effect, he hasn't seen this course since 2006. You know, he hasn't played a healthy round of golf in, in the past, what, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really put too much stock into it. I think what you know, what Iris' takeaway is, is that you know, watching him play, putting himself in tough positions, and making some you know wild shots, um, and coming away with a, a clean bill of health. I think that's what we need to focus and on. Putting, and putting great. The yeah. first day, his putts were amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. he would he would go after the holes hard. He'd then leave himself maybe eight <clears throat> feet for a par, and he 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 was putting like the first day was the old Tiger Woods yeah, putting. He was putting like Tiger. Everything at ten feet under, it's in. I mean, it's amazing how well he putted, and I just felt like that was that was the mo- the key thing was that he just seemed. So his recovery ability as putting, just tremendous. 7.15, this is Ira on Sports 95.9 True Oldies Channel. Mike and Sean with you as well, discussing Tiger Woods' performances at the Genesis Open. Looking forward to the Honda Classic, which kicks off on Wednesday, if you want the Pro-Am Thursday, for the real thing here at PGA National Resort and Spa. Sean, any takeaways from you on Tiger Woods' performance? I don't know how much uh, you caught on Thursday and Friday. We, we can't walk these. We have, to, we have to work during the week. <laughs> for the most part, Ira's out in Cali walking golf. No, I, I think it's just exciting. 
writing for the sport of golf, you know, where, where we're talking about, you know, the crowds around him. It, it's Tiger crowds again. He's always going to have a crowd. But to, to, to have his presence back um, in the sport, which has been in decline for the past few years, I think a lot of it because of the scandals, because of the injuries to, to, towards Tiger, um, even though we have a lot of great young golfers, um, you know, out there in the field, you know, there's only one Tiger Woods, and it's, it's, it's nice to have him back healthy. There is. That's my, that's my take. There is only one Tiger Woods. Yeah. Maybe in all of sports, not just golf. He does some. He does something that people just love, and I'm just in love with him. Ira, this brings me to my next question. This is Ira being Ro- one of them. <laughs> yeah, Ira's being one of them. Interesting Rory McIlroy quote that you um, put upon me, and you can back it up and vouch that this is absolutely true. Tell us about it. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna frame this by saying who said this, but his <laughs> oh, quote, I'm sorry. His quote was this: "It might have been like this this whole Tiger mania." This is what Rory said. But I swear. <laughs> Playing in front of all that, he gives up half a shot a day on the field. Like it's two shots a tournament he has to give to the field because of all that goes on around. So whether that calms down, whether that calms down the more he plays, it doesn't become such a novelty that he's back out playing again because it's tiring. I need a couple of Advil. I've got a headache after all that. <laughs> then he goes, just the whole thing, guys. You've got a six-foot putt. It doesn't break as much as you think. Just stuff like that. They don't have to say. Just stuff. You know, whoever that's teeing off at 830 in the morning doesn't get that and can just go out about his business and just do his thing. That's tough. He has to deal with that every single time he goes out to play. Now, that's Rory McIlroy saying it. It's not the 200th golfer in the world. Yeah. It's not some commentator. This is Rory McIlroy. Who has his own crowd, his own following. Who is the worldwide famous number one golfer in the world for how many weeks? Who was one, I just some stats, for, you know, 13 times PGA Tour champion, 13 times the European Tour uh, champion, 130 starts. He's made six, he's been the top 10 in 60 of his 130 starts. That's he's really as good. famous. Nike's <laughs> yeah. given him a zillion dollars. He's as famous as you can get. And he can't believe the crowd that Tiger has and I noticed that Justin Thomas even now now remember this Tiger played with Rory and Justin Thomas the, Justin Thomas won the FedEx Cup exactly. yeah. and Justin Thomas <laughs> said I can't stand the crowds it was bothersome so it was bothering Rory who needs Advil it was bothering Justin <laughs> Thomas and I have to say is I've seen walk with Tiger a lot the crowds were ridiculously enormous more than Ever more than I've seen him anywhere at U.S. Opens, Hondas, any tournament I've seen him at. When he t- on s- Thursday they were very large, and it was hard to get pictures and everything. Mm. But on Friday when he teed off at noon, uh, coming down the tenth hole. Uh, you would thought the Pope was coming down. <laughs> I mean, it was 10 deep from the tee box. It's a par four. It's 400 some yards. So it, from the tee box to the green, Stacked. just it's a gross. whole way. And that's and then it was almost impossible Crazy. to follow him because every hole was like that. It was the procession of Tiger Woods and it was yeah. amazing. And everyone's like, when did, do- I heard people were shouting, when did golf become this popular? When does everybody out there? <laughs> when I Tiger have- Woods plays. Yeah, when Tiger Woods is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. It, it, it really does baffle me. <laughs> and, and you know, the, the, the quote is amazing. Justin Thomas, in his defense, he lives in Jupiter. I could run into him at the Winn-Dixie right here at North Lake Military and probably pass him by in the seafood section and have no idea. And I do know what he looks like, but he just doesn't stand out to you. Sidney Crosby I could run into at the Gardens Mall, and 90% of people wouldn't know him because the NHL doesn't market their players. But that's that's, that's a different story. Any more um, takeaways from Tiger Woods? Ira, we're going to move on to the actual winner because this is what the media does, talks about the guys who don't make the I will say about one, one point is about driving distance. And I know they've been quoting, but when you're there and you're watching when actually Tiger made the fairway, which was a few times he made it. <laughs> Four he or was, five times around. With Rory, he was with Rory and Justin Thomas, and they were they were about equal. So I mean, the whole time, I mean, there was many times if you saw on like eighteen when they come up, they were like the balls were right next to each other. Mm. So I went most holes. I mean, Tiger's distance was there when nice. he could hit the ball in the fairway. It was there, so that was impressive from that perspective. Bubba Watson is your winner of the twenty eighteen Genesis Open at Riviera. 
Ira, I just don't know about this guy. Is there a more, in sports, just a more of a head case type of, <laughs> I really have no idea what I'm getting. You guys won the Masters twice. What's he had not won since the last Masters win? I mean, he was, he's ranked outside the top 100, I think, at this point. Pulls out a huge win. Do you think maybe Bubba Watson is back and ready to go for this season, or is it another flash in the pan? Well, supposedly he had an illness, which hasn't been disclosed. He lost a lot of weight. Um, of course, he's famous for not having a coach at all, never having a swim coach, yeah. never have taking any, never taking a, a lesson. He, yeah. people, he, he, he's a head case. It's almost like he doesn't <laughs> like golf. <laughs> but on Friday, there was the rumor was he was going to leave the course early because he wanted to make the celebrity basketball game because he was in the NBA celebrity <laughs> game, and he felt like if he had to, he was going to withdraw from the tournament because he wanted to make the celebrity basketball game which, which he did play he played he's in that game weirdo. he's awesome he did is so he's just such a head case but i guess you have to be to be a golfer i mean there's a little bit of something in you that has to be off to be that meticulous and that good at the little details to take you from a scratch golfer to a pro sean bubba watson what, what do you think here i mean listen i know when we do our master's pool that i was in uh now i'm taking bubba watson he's, in the master's pool because he's always good in that course. but that's the only time i see the yeah, guy exactly <laughs> He's, he's like the perfect um, consistently inconsistent, you know, that that guy that, you know, where yet again, you know, I was talking about he wanted to leave to go play in a celebrity basketball game, could <laughs> care less that he's in an actual <laughs> sanctioned PGA event, you know, no, I'm just gonna, he's, he owns a hover cart, you know, all these crazy things that he is, but he's, he also brings that level of excitement to the game, you know, where it's like Bubba Watson's always going to go for it. You know, I don't mind watching Bubba Watson play, especially, you know, he's a big time golfer when yeah. it comes to the Masters. He, he hits the ball far. That's what I mean. Yeah. He hits it, you know, hits it a, a country mile. So he's, he's good for the game. You know, is he a guy that you can, you know, you can put your money on every single tournament? Absolutely not. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do think he's great for the game. So good kudos to him. My takeaway on Bubba Watson, I used to love the guy. Like four years ago, this guy's got a pink driver. I love <laughs> pink. He hits it off the fairway. He wins. Yeah. Then all this stuff comes out about his personal life and that he's kind of a jerk and kind of a, a bipolar head case. Regardless, big win for him, and um, I'll be looking for him at the Masters. I don't see another win coming out of this guy this season. Maybe he did turn a corner. We'll see. Let's talk about the Honda Classic, though. Like I said, opens up. Well, it starts today officially. Um, the Pro-Am is on Wednesday. Golf actually starts on Thursday. PGA National Resort and Spa, the Champions Course. We don't have to do a full preview on this. And let me tell you something. The Honda is one of the hardest golf tournaments to pick. If you look at the winners over the last couple of years, you've got your Ricky Fowlers, Adam Scotts, Rory McIlroy's. <coughs> you've got your Russell Henleys, your Michael Thompsons, your Camilo Villegas's. I never know who's going to win. Even on Sunday morning, I don't know who's going to win because there's going to be somebody that's in the lead and they never close it out. And then there's a guy that's five strokes off the pace that has an amazing Sunday, defeats the bear trap, and gets in. So, Ira, is there a golfer or two you can think of off the top of your head that we should be watching for? I just pulled the odds up. I mean, and anyone who goes out. I mean, besides Who's Tiger, the of course. R the Ricky, is Ricky, a, is. Ricky is. Ricky is 8-1. Yeah. Justin Thomas, 10-1. He's the to one. champ. Rory, 10-1. to one, And Sergio, 15-1. to one, And everyone else is 25-1. to one. So the, the main golfers in here are Justin Thomas, Rory, Sergio, Fowler, and, and then, of course, Tiger. I mean, some big names like Dustin Johnson's not in this tournament. Jordan Spieth has uh, never played the tournament. tournament yeah. um, Jason Day's not in it. Justin Rose is not in it. Hideki Matsuyama's not in the tournament. Mickelson's not in it. I mean, not having Mickelson's not. Usually he no, plays. No, because now since they moved the, the World Golf Championship to Mexico the following week, when it used to be. It used to be Trump. And, and, yeah, and, Doral. And when they Doral, yeah. Doral, when they moved, that was great. They would play this tournament, then go mm -hmm. down to Doral. It made a lot more sense. So yeah. now the golfers who are out there, it's almost like this. And if you look, I haven't 
haven't done a percentage, but I say I think there are very few golfers that played Riviera that actually came back and played this tournament. You're seeing a lot of Europeans come in yeah. and play this tournament, and it just seemed like a two different sets of golfers were playing each of. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Justin Thomas is the only one, and Justin Thomas and Rory because Sergio didn't play the tournament, and Ricky Fowler didn't play the tournament. It, it, it's one of those things that that is kind of strange, and that whole uh, WGC thing totally messed it up for us here. At one point, they were getting 16 of the top 20 golfers at yeah. this tournament, and that was maybe three years ago. Do we have six now? Five or six. So it's definitely uh, put a little bit of a hurting on that. Sean, golfers to watch out for. Well, I think, you know, you look at the, the main players, you look at Ricky, you look at uh, Justin Thomas and Rory. I, I think Rory is kind of due. Um, you know, I would like to see him, um, you know, win one here, um, especially how Ira just mentioned a lot of the top golfers because Doral is not the following week, aren't in this. So we, we've seen that, you know, superstar to a no-name guy, you know, superstar to a no-name guy. So you would be in the no-name, uh, it would be a no-name year. But I think because the, uh, the, the field is a little watered down this year, I think one of those top guys uh, is going to walk away with it, and me being a Rory fan, I'll, I'll, I'll stick my. Uh, I I'll think stick this his is name in this is one of the years for me where somebody that we've never heard of wins. I, I just have that feeling, and it's just weird how that goes. The weather might be a little off, I too. I heard. If it gets muddy out there, it's anyone's game. We had that rain out year two years ago, and it was just. I mean. Guys would be uh, five under the first day and then plus seven the next day. It's like you just had no idea what um, state of mind these golfers were in. Someone that I would absolutely watch out for is Sergio Garcia. I've been to the Honda 40 to 50 times. This guy always plays a good round. Uh, Almost always plays a good round. Never missed a cut at the Honda. Finished twice uh, twice second. Or (laughs) second twice. He's just somebody that I, I know I can count on for good golf at the Honda Classic. I don't know why Sergio's like that, but he is. 726, this is Ira on Sports 95.9 True Oldies Channel. We want to hear from you. 877-960-9960. And the other point, I, I think I, my favorite would be Fowler. He's my favorite golfer. I think because he, he won last year. He played great. Played awesome. And this and, and last year in the majors, he was 11th in the Masters, 5th in the U.S. Open, 22nd in the British, and 5th in the PGA. I mean, he had a very good year. He's 7th in the world. Sergio wins the <coughs> Masters. Now, Sergio is going to come back to this having won the Masters. Now he's yeah. a he's a major champion. Mm-hmm. And Rory won. How about this? In 2012, remember that? He won over Tiger by two strokes. I mean, could you imagine Rory and Tiger? Yeah. And that's what makes it as much as this field like they don't have this name or that name. If you have Rory, you have Sergio, you have Fowler, and you have Tiger, you that's don't all need, need anybody no, else. Of course. You don't need anyone else but those guys because yeah. if they're in and if they're in it at the end it's going to be the highest rated golf oh, telecast of yeah. the year um, besides the majors You're the only player that i'm disappointed about is dustin johnson phil too i'd like to see them both out there yeah we still got the the guys we want to see play here Ira. Yeah. um want to move on to ira's guide to the honda classic because this <laughs> is going to be fun if you've never been to the honda class and i was literally just having this conversation um two nights ago with some friends they'd never been and they're intimidated by going to the Honda Classic. It's a big ordeal. Hundreds of thousands of people descend on PGA National Resort and Spa. If you don't know what you're doing, it could be a waste of a day. <laughs> so, Ira, let's get your guide to the Honda. First and foremost, what should you be prepared for your first time going out there? If you have no idea what you're about to see, what should you be ready for? Wear comfortable shoes. Oh, yes. such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're going to stay at the I-bar all day and not even leave. Because if you're walking to the bear trap, you're still, if it's going to rain at all, you're still going to walk through mud. Yeah. And if you have shoes that aren't comfortable or if you're a woman that has heels, it's mm. very difficult to walk around on a golf course. Also, the parking. I mean, remember, yeah, they're playing at a golf course. They're not playing at the American Airlines Arena. Mm. There's not standard parking lots around there. Typically, there's homes. It's mm. a private community. 
you have to park very far away. You have to get on a bus. So if you think you're going to show up, oh, I'll show up 15, 20 minutes before. <laughs> it's going to take you at least an hour after you park to get to the it's tournament. so true. Nobody knows that. Yeah. Any other uh, first-time tips? I would say... I would say, first of all, if you want to see the golfers, if you really want to watch golf, get there early in the morning because everybody comes out later, especially on Thursday and Friday. When I say about the pro-am, I mean, if you had if, if you had a young kid that loves to play golf, get up at 630. Yeah. Forget, be there at 630 and watch Tiger. And I love the great thing about the Honda, the driving range. You yeah. can go there and watch and, them hit and, and you can watch Tiger just hit the ball off the driving and range. Very close. And uh, right in front of uh, Nicholas Village, you have the, the green, the putting green. Yeah. So you get out early in the morning like me and Mike have done I mean, Countless how many times? times yeah. And it's like, there's Phil Mickelson putting. Away from him. I yeah. mean, there's Adam Scott, you know, standing right there, Tiger. So um, it's it's really, really cool. Uh, Sean, do you want to comment? I brought up the Pro-Am. We've talked about it. The Pro-Am to, to me is the best. It's the best. I mean, we were on um, we we're on the Bear Trap and it was the par three and uh, Adam Scott hits a shot, you know, and literally me and Mike are the only people besides the workers. There was one other guy there sitting there having a beer with us. There was one other guy sitting there, yeah. They were having a beer. And Adam Scott there. literally puts it like three feet to the pin and I'm on the front row and I'm like, great, great shot. And Adam Scott literally turns around, looks at me. He's like, thanks. And gave me a <laughs> thumbs up. I like, I could have touched him. I mean, it was the coolest thing ever. Since we're doing our guide to the Honda, but this would be for someone who doesn't attend golf events often. Golf is one of those things where it's the only sport I feel intimately close to the athlete. Yeah. Given to a million of every other sporting event. At a golf tournament, like Sean said, Adam Scott might say thank you to you. <laughs> you just never know. Because Crazy. it's so it's different because if you're going to walk the course, how you, you're right next to the golfers. You can't be on the basketball court next to Michael Jordan the whole time no. or LeBron James. No. Like you're walking there and next to me, I, I, I've seen Carolyn Wozanowski when she was dating Rory McIlroy. Mm. was standing right next to me. Lindsey Vaughn when she's dating Tiger Woods is standing right next to me. I, I, how many times I've walked this course with Rory McIlroy's father who, because I have binoculars saying, where'd my son hit the ball? And he'd be like <laughs> nudging me, where's my son's ball? And I'm sitting next to Rory McIlroy's father and, and it's the same price yeah. ticket. You don't have to spend and I know <laughs> that's a good the, point. It's, there's the Champions the Club and there's other clubs. But if you just want to walk the course and go and do it, it's it's a very affordable yeah. ticket. You would have the best seat in the house, yeah. and for whatever the price for fifty bucks or whatever yeah, to go I think walk. Gen around. General admin, I think, is like thirty-five or forty dollars. I'm sure it's gone up over the mm -hmm. you know when the big names come. Stuff, it, it, it's it's very affordable. It, yeah, I mean, just the the intimacy that you get, and I've got a good story about this coming up um, a little bit later. Ira, one of the other things about going to any golf tournament is you have an option. You can sit in one spot. And just watch the golfers come through. I love that. You like to walk. Tell me the differences that you've experienced walking versus sitting in one spot. Well, because I like to follow Tiger, I want to watch where he is. Or the main <laughs> golfers, or Rory, or someone. I, I enjoy walking because it's 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 really hard to walk this course, and you want to have to stay when you walk a course with a golfer. You have to really stay ahead of them to some extent, but you don't you don't want to lag because if you lag, then sometimes because after they hit their shot or coming off a green, then then you have to wait. You have to wait mm. for them because they're waiting for them to clear. And sometimes you get backed up, and yeah. it's harder to walk a course as a spectator than it is for the golfer itself. Oh, because a million the golfer times just harder. <laughs> Fairly. <laughs> it's it's fairly easy that way. I mean, people like sitting. I mean, if you're older and you, and you just like to sit down, I mean, it's it's hard to walk the course. Mm -hmm. And so, if you're healthy enough, you can walk around. It's great. It's great exercise. But I just find it boring just to see the different golfers come in. Now, you want to go to some holes. The Honda's neat because they have great viewing areas where you can sit and see like two holes. You can see the green on one point, and yeah. then the teeing off on the other. They have so many stands compared to the Genesis. The FBL Club is is that great spot there where 17 lands and they tee off on 18. Perfect. It's 
it's like five to one more stands in the Honda. More th- there's more stands in the Honda than there is in the U.S. Open when I was at Oakmont. Like there yeah. are stands everywhere, and of course, seventeen is amazing. Like if you just want to go to the Honda and just party all day and drink, and it's that's a great place. I mean, it's fun. It's it a is, social like, event. It's definitely a social event. And if you want to sit and watch golf, like there are certain places you can, uh, um, like on the fifteenth, you can watch it. You can sit on the fifteenth and uh, on the green and see the fifth the ball coming in on fifteen because it's a par three, mm-hmm. and then you see the sixteenth the tee off yeah. so you get to see two holes on that which I like so and then if you want uh, here's some other points I, I wrote them down so on the par f- on the uh, five it's a par three but when they have to tee off they have to walk through a very narrow va- on, because five? The, on five okay, because yeah. the water is so close so if you really want to say I'm like two inches from Tiger Woods that's when you can really get good pictures you know the, all the t- he <laughs> has to walk by there and so you can see and then of course but he'll never sign anything no. never now during the pro-am I've seen Rory sign a lot like I've seen them sign Tiger won't sign anything anytime so yeah. he's never signing and then there's one on the seventh tee where the, you can see on on the seventh you, when you hit the seventh you actually can't go up to where the seven is you can't go to the green but you can see the seventh tee and then see the eight fairway the eight, eight green so you have to walk so far and that's another one good and then on the, any golf course you go, the 13 and 14, if they're the far away holes, that's when the crowd thins out. No one wants to walk. Yeah, nobody wants so to if you're on the yeah. 13th and 14th par fours, you're like way away. And then you can really get around the green. And that's yeah. sometimes really, if you're looking to maybe stay a few holes and walk, that's where you can get really close and stand right there at the, yeah. at the hole. Well, that, that brings me to my question, though. Listen, if you want to go out and walk with Michael Thompson or Russell Henley, it's not going to be that big of an issue. You want to walk with Tiger Woods, <laughs> there's a strategy to it. I mean, there, it's thousand people follow like you know it's a, it's a stampede of people moving with him i assumed when you told me you always did this that you would skip a hole and i see a lot of people skip two holes and just watch him every third hole you know how to get to them on every hole what's the strategy for walking there's the strategy one of the strategies i think people are afraid to get close when he's teeing off I like i want to get the shot my favorite pictures i love taking the pictures now would be it was also seeing when he tees off but you can people are like oh there's too many crowds there but you can actually weasel your way and get closer into that mm. and see him because people the crowds i don't like being way far out where i can't see it. i have binoculars with it but if you watch it when he tees off and then after he tees or whoever he's playing with the key is actually you're not supposed to do this but leave after he hits <laughs> because you want you don't want to wait for the other people now mm. they'll yell at you for doing that but you can but it, it's you can't wait for everyone to start walking because yeah. then they block it but i mean on thursday and friday with tiger here i think the crowds are gonna be enormous it might be even even hard for me to get but with the cam- cell phones it's pretty good now because you can raise your cell phone up and even if i couldn't see the hole because i'm not tall enough to around the people i could look on my cell phone and i could see what was going on and that's where i was still getting the pictures so you're that a was, foot taller than me but the honda is great though people are very friendly if you had a little kids um the, everyone will let a little kid in the front yeah. everyone I want to let my mom. I walk with my mom, and mm. she's very small. And she would, and they would always let her go uh, up to the front and stand. Yeah. So I thought they were very nice with that. I will w- one time, maybe four years ago, I did see a kid get trampled by some white trash. <laughs> but it, so it does happen to see Tiger Woods. Well, and, I will but, say though, the Honda, the Honda is very fa- family friendly. Uh, you know, it's a great crowd all the time. You know, it's you know, it, it gets lively in the bear trap. You know, but outside mm. of that, when we did walk a few holes, I mean, it, it, it was it, it was really a great great experience. If you have a if your child, if you have a uh, that plays golf. And you have to take him to the to. Honda it, yeah. because just and you could walk with any golfer, but just see the see how they view the holes. I mean, yeah. to see how they eye the holes, see how they talk to their caddy. Like you can actually hear them talk to the caddy, planning the strategy of the holes, and yeah. walk with them. It's amazing. It just gives you such and they're so professional. What clubs they choose, how they think. I mean, this is worth a lot. They're playing for millions of dollars. You're so. right. It, it would make your kid a better golfer yeah. seeing how these players conduct themselves on the course because I learn from them. You know what I mean? It, it, it's fascinating stuff. Seven thirty-five. I. 
Ventura on Sports. Mike and Sean, we got you as well. 95.9 True Oldies Channel. We want to hear from you. 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. In just a minute, our favorite Honda Classic moment. I want to hear yours. Um, we, you started bringing up vantage points, Ira. And I'll tell you one thing. I think the, the bear trap is the most overrated thing there. Not only does the ticket cost about 80 bucks more than a general admission, they've got pavilions everywhere. It's literally, it's just a name. And everybody wants to be there because of the name, the bear trap. You have to say, I was at the bear trap on Sunday. So you're paying an absorbent amount to be ridiculously packed, not see the golf, and not be able to get cocktails or food when you need it because it's so busy. So what's your favorite vantage points if you do camp out somewhere? Well, the one thing is that there are some places in the Bear Trap now that you think are private, but they're not private. They're actually open to everyone. Yeah, it's just the one area of that grandstand. That's what I mean. People are crazy. By the by, the seventeen by by the green around it. The, like there's a there's not the Waterford Club, but the club next. There's like four or five clubs that now the advertisers mm-hmm. have that, and you think it's a private one, but you they just say just just as long as you're 21, you can yeah. get in. And people those don't places, realize that, and they don't realize that. And also, if you're on 17, you can see the 17th. There is a part of the bear trap where you don't have to wait in the stands for, so and that you don't have to be part quote the bear trap ticket. The, the puma, the puma tent, and awesome. that's and they bring out the Ricky Fowler heads and all that stuff. <laughs> that place is amazing. And the Puma Club is my favorite. Yeah. And Ricky Fowler is amazing because I know he, last year he was that he goes. There are some people and some golfers that won't sign autographs. Mm-hmm. Ricky Fowler is every leading, single kid leading yeah, every the kid. golf course. He's the leader of the golf course. He went in the tent for two hours and signed autographs. Yeah. And I talked to these and you're talking to parents and everything and they're saying they have never seen a golfer. And Ricky yeah. Fowler is amazing. Amazing. He signed every autograph, talked to every kid, took pictures with everybody. It and, was absolutely. And when you when you go to the Honda, you know, and especially down here, I know he's a resident of Jupiter, and you know, he's Mike gets his haircut by the same yeah, barber. He's with the same barber. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have the same barber. He so never he's, calls he's, me when he's in. But. <laughs> he's definitely, uh, he's definitely in this community. Um, but when you see the kids, they're all dressed like Ricky Fowler. They all want Puma stuff. Yeah. You know, they want the bright colors. Yeah. Um, so you know, for him to do that and, and take the time, you know, to, to sign autographs to the kids, just goes to show what kind of guy that Ricky Fowler is, and it's so so easy to root for him. Tiger Woods did more for the game than anybody ever will do, but Ricky Fowler is the best brand ambassador yes. they could have at the moment. I yeah. mean, he just... He's at, part like, of the youth movement. He's, at, he's two, part of that yeah, youth every movement. Every little kid wants to be Ricky Fowler now because he's so accessible. He'll yeah. be there, and they give these they give the kids these... It's like a beach ball-sized golf ball to get all the players' autographs on. So it's so cute seeing all the kids line up, and Ricky's just there with a huge smile signing every single ball. This is the fun you get at the Honda Classic. Another thing that you wouldn't know... If you've never been to the Honda, is there is so much to do there. You could go to the Honda all four days and not see a single shot of golf. <laughs> Ira, what do you think? What's your places, shops, food that you can't miss when you're at PGA? Um, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of. I think people don't realize that it, certainly. If you just went to the I bar and hung out there, like I think what's amazing is that now Riviera doesn't have that in the Riviera clubhouse. It's beautiful, it's pretty, but you have to have this special pass, and it's top yeah. another special pass to be in there. And there's not really an event in there. The I bar, anybody could be in there, and all the golfers are walking around. You're around yeah. Besides, you're not going to see Tiger Woods in there, but short no. of Tiger Woods, you're going to see almost any other golfer yeah. go. Sometimes with them, some of them are just going up to the bar and getting a drink. Yeah. yeah. So you could just talk to uh, the golfers, and they hang out in the lobby. They have concerts there. Um, Kenny G plays, I think, the last few years he's been playing. So mm. it, that's amazing just to hang around that area. If you don't want to re- just want to go there and just have a good time, that's the place to be. Yeah. What about you, Sean? No, I, I totally agree with Ira. I mean, Ibar, the one time we were there, um, you know, we were hanging out after, um, and there was a few golfers that came out. I mean, I think uh, Rory walked, like, right through us. I think Zach Johnson was, like, you know, two feet away from us. I was like, this is insane, mm. you know. So uh, it, it's really it's really cool. You have all the shops right there, the Oakley shop. You go in there, you have the mm. 
mm. you know, the, the pro shop. Um, but, you know, I, th I think that the few things that you definitely have to do, if you can get out there Wednesday early and, uh, you know, do the pro-am um, and, and just sit around that, you know, the putting green uh, and just watch, you know, all mm. the players. I mean, that's just, it's just so cool. I, I was totally not prepared for that the first year I went. And we were there late. I'm working with the radio station. We're there. It's like 7 o'clock. Sun's down. Finally getting out of there. It's been a long day. Go into Ibar, and it's Lee Westwood, Luke Donald, and Charles Schwartz will have a beer talking about their rounds. And it, nobody bothers them. No. It, it was just like the most amazing thing. Like, this guy's a pro. He just walked off the yeah. golf course. He's having a beer at this bar, and I can go sit next to them if I choose. Yeah. It's something I would have never imagined, and it's probably what hooked me on the Honda Classic at the beginning. Um, I want to hear your stories now, guys, and I've already delved into about 50 of them because we have a lot of them. We go often. Or what's your favorite Honda moment? There's so many to choose from. Probably. I guess my favorite one would be the Pro-Am that Ben Rotzenberger, um, Roger Clemens, and Toby Keith played in the group. And it was delayed because of rain. They went out and played four or five holes. There was a lot of people. And then they went in for their media session or whatever. But then one of the caddies said, you should stay out here. They're coming back out because they didn't get to play the bear trap. So then they went back to 16. They went and went in front of the Jack Nicholas statue with a bear and everything. Yeah. And I was out there and there had been like five other people. That's so awesome. it was like those three, me and four other people walking. And Ben is just talking to me because I, I mentioned mm -hmm. you know, I'm a big Steeler fan. I had a Steeler hat on. We're talking about the Steelers. We're talking about when he was in my hometown and those things. And it was an amazing thing. They get, awesome. to, they get to 17 and that's where the par three. And all they start to do is like, who's going to get closest to the hole? And they start throwing $100 bills down on the ground. <laughs> and they were going. And it was like piled up with hundreds. Like, who was going to get it? Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. And they're drinking beer. They're throwing the hundreds down. And it's just them having a good time. It yeah. was awesome to watch that. I thought that was. Shawnee, what about you? What's your favorite uh, Honda memory? Well, I definitely think it has to be Adam Scott, you know, giving me a thumbs up, uh, you know, putting mm -hmm. it two feet to the pin. I mean, that was just, that's what sold me on the Honda and especially on the Pro-Am day to to be there the courses i mean completely empty uh there was a crowd around tiger but that was it i mean like mm. there was a thousand people that were out on the course while a thousand and two and me and mike <laughs> were on the bear trap watching this and everybody else was just following tiger so um th i mean that that was definitely my moment and i got one more is that i was one time at, it was the pro-am with rory mcelroy and someone brought their dog and i don't know if you're allowed to so don't yeah. i whatever but they had their dog i don't even think it was a service dog and rory was great rory was playing a fetch with the dog he That's took awesome. he, he got he got a tennis ball <laughs> and was throwing the ball to the dog and he was playing fetch with the dog which i thought was just so cute and yeah. then he also there were some little kids there and one of the little kid went up to rory's bag and took and grabbed one of the clubs a putter and rory went out there and said well, let me try to putt and then had the mm, kids come awesome. out there so and was cute. like practicing putting with the mm -hmm. kid with the golf club and, and that's why the program is so like special because it's like you know when you, and especially when you watch on tv or even when you're during you know the, the actual rounds you know actual play i mean they're so focused that they're not you know paying attention to kind of what's going very good them. point for the pro-am it's like wow this guy's a real person you know he's not a yeah. robot um you know and, and he they might have, drop three balls on this hole just they, like i would exactly where you get to <laughs> see their personality come out and they get to interact with the fans it's just that it's that chance and i know it's hard midweek you know wednesday mm -hmm. um but i'd rather be at the program on wednesday than working on hump day so absolutely and what other sport do you get i mean i don't get to go out before the nba finals or a game and just <laughs> shoot the ball with lebron i mean yeah. I'm gonna, hey lebron I'll, you know i'm just gonna shoot Le some balls LeBron, with you. Yeah, lebron's <laughs> playing fetch with my dog yeah, yeah. tom brady and i don't play catch before the you know the patriots game i yeah. mean it's just not yeah. you don't get that interaction with almost there's no other sport i think you just get the interaction. No. i don't i can't think to of get anything to be that close yeah my story and i don't have a hole in one in my life ever don't have an eagle either which i think an eagle is more impressive than a hole in one for an amateur so my best golf story is this i was there it was probably about 5 45 in the morning 
it, the sun's not even up yet. It's dew on the ground. And our booth for 95.9, the Trioli channel, is right where the 18th hole ends and the putting green is. Yeah. Perfect spot. So I'm out there and getting ready. I used to do the morning show. This was about six years ago. And I, I'm watching Rory McIlroy comes out and starts practice putting. It's just him and someone else. Well, the two caddies. I don't remember who the other golfer was. So I post up at the, at the opening to the, to the um, putting area. And I'm just like leaning on the fence watching Rory McIlroy. Nothing else to do. It's 545. I feel the the fence kind of move a little bit. Someone's next to me. I look up and it's Adam Scott <laughs> standing right next to me. And he looks at me and gives me this little, these guys, like nods his head, kind of does a point, doesn't say a word, and then walks out and starts practicing his putting. But it was like that. It's like the intimacy. Adam Scott gestured to me yeah. and was standing a foot away from gave me. Gave me a thumbs up. He gave Sean a thumbs up and he gave me a nod. <laughs> these are things you're not going to get anywhere else than at the Honda Classic or professional golf tournament. 744 Ira on Sports, 95.9 True Oldies Channel. Mike Balsamo, Sean McGregor, we got you covered. Let's go back to the All-Star. This, has been, this is a busy show. You had a busy week and we're talking, <laughs> trying to catch up with everything. All-Star Game takeaways, Ira. And I'll tell you a quote that I heard just two hours ago. An NBA senior writer said, if I didn't get paid to do this, I would not cover the All-Star Game. <laughs> it, it, it's the truth. I mean, I, I think that most people, <laughs> after the Pro Bowl, I think the NBA All-Star Game is the least liked amongst fans. What's your take on the All-Star Game? I didn't think this little tweak of having Steph and LeBron pick the teams was going to work, but it didn't work great. Really? That, that yeah. fourth quarter yeah. was absolutely well, awesome. first, amazing. I mean, they shot 123 threes in the game. So that's like, <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. But at the end of the game, LeBron actually played. I mean, they been LeBron, Durant to see Westbrook and, and Durant and Kyrie and LeBron out there awesome. playing with Paul George. Yeah. And you're like, wow, what a team that was. That should be the super team and playing defense like they did. And they were yeah. down 15 and came back to the game. I just thought that was, because everyone kept saying, "Oh, these when they when they're in the summer and they play these pickup games, they're amazing games, and it's, you should see it." And then the All Star Game is a joke. They yeah. don't. It's just a layup line drill, mm-hmm. and they're just shooting threes and making layups. And this, they were actually they were hard fouls. Yeah. I mean, it was neat to see Embiid and Westbrook have some the first feud yeah. in basketball <laughs> in so long because these players seem to all get along, and it doesn't course, seem like yeah. Embiid and Westbrook get along. It's so funny, two different players like them <laughs> that do that. Polar but, opposites, but totally polar opposites. But I thought that was, uh, and then uh, one of interesting takeaway from the game is that if you notice that Jimmy Butler did not play in the game one one minute not one minute not one minute so now the Butlers have had a difficult like two weeks because uh, Malcolm Butler did not play in the Super Bowl even though he led the, <laughs> the Patriots <laughs> in points and the funny thing is that Jimmy Butler leads the NBA in points and uh, in, in minutes per game at 37.3 yeah, yeah so. no, it, Lou, Lou Williams uh, actually called him out and said really bro because he was like next in line to, to get the, the all-star nod now these guys get paid for this stuff um, my takeaway is on it though i i like the new format because you got to see lebron's super team i mean that was amazing you know where last year you don't get to see because it it's east first west you know and the west has been so stacked for so long so to have those guys play with lebron i thought was really great um what i think they need to do two things to make it better is to actually show that draft live i mean i don't know yeah. why they didn't do that I nah, thought, they can't that, hurt people's that's, feelings that's, 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 which well, is childish yes no listen no. i don't agree with it yeah yeah yes and no but even at the end of the day nfl did it you know i thought that would have been really good and i think that's something they're going to look at next year um they did play for a charity this year um it's the best defense we've actually seen in that game in 
in years. I mean, you, we used to see 177 points. I think this came down to KD and, and Harden playing, you know, double team and Steph couldn't even mm. get the shot up. <laughs> LeBron with the drive to, you know, essentially, you know, take the lead. I think it was a two point game. Um, so that was a, a lot better. What I think the next step needs to be is like the NFL. And I don't know if the NBA does this just yet. I know that they, they, they did incentivize, you know, the, the team that wins gets more money, but incentivize these guys and say, hey, winning, the winning team, those guys get an extra 25000 That's what they did in the Pro Bowl. And as, as mm. bad as the Pro Bowl was, even this past Pro Bowl was better because there was more defense. So this is a game that they could make really good, you know, by doing those small little tweaks. Um, but I thought it was the best product we've seen in the past, past few years, to be honest. You know what I would love to see, and it will never happen, is a three-on-three tournament. I think it would be, and like you said, Ira, when they play street ball and pickup like that, it's so much more exciting to me, at least. If they can get a three-on-three tournament going, I would one hundred percent watch that. Any any tweaks you would make, Ira? To the game itself, I I, th- I just think that having LeBron really push his team. Like I think that's that. <laughs> that that I, is the the common consensus today. I, I just thought that LeBron. It was almost he you was coach. Like it was a real game. It's almost <laughs> like he should just coach the Cavs now. I mean, because he was really calling all the plays. He was he running not everything, already? and he already does. But I mean, <laughs> he he was motivating, and he wanted to win. And, and yeah. I just think it shows it engaged LeBron how amazing it was, and how great the NBA was when you see these players. It really did. I was I was in very intrigued that fourth well, quarter was. One tremendous. key little thing that I I saw after the win was uh, his. His charity was actually like a like a boys and girls group in Los Angeles. Ooh. Think about that. Come free agency, folks. It's not like they don't need enough help in the Cleveland area. <laughs> you throwing out not to. <laughs> That's Los- what I'm saying. Yeah, that is a little suspicious, there, Shawnee. Seven forty nine. Iron Sports ninety five nine. True Oldies Channel eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. That would be your number to chime in. Ira, I'd say I was twelve years old. And Isaiah Ryder came out, <laughs> went between his legs, and I was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in the dunk contest. And I'm like, I can't wait for the future as these dunks evolve. What did it evolve into? Blake Griffin jumping over a Kia? I mean, I haven't seen kind of <laughs> anything remarkable since then. The dunk contest. Is there anything new that can be done at this point? I know there's new, but I like the guy. I think it was good. I like the dunks. I thought they, the format, first of all, it's not so long. You're only yeah. having four people compete. Mm-hmm. Um, each one has two dunks, so and then the winners advance. So there's really only like twelve dunks you're going to see that yeah. made dunks. Um, it was interesting. Oladipo gets the Black Panther actor to give the mask on and tries yeah. that. Mm. Don Mitchell, I thought that was amazing how he had the Vince Carter outfit, the Daryl Griffith outfit, where you yeah. uh, paying cool. homage to mm-hmm. these other teams. Yeah. I thought the dunks were good. I, I actually thought Dennis Smith Jr. had some good dunks, yeah. and Larry Nance had his father out there, who was the was first really cool. first slam dunk winner. So there was aspect of that oh, dunk contest that. Cool. that I thought was pretty. I, and I thought the dunks were good. And I'm like trying to take pictures of them. So I thought they were, they were phenomenal. (laughs) Shawnee, what about you? Yeah. You know, I, I don't think there's anything new at this point, you know, but, but, but even if let's just look at the dunk contest and it's, and it's, you know, history, you know, it was Dr. J changed the game, right? You Mm -hmm. know, Oh my God. Then it was like a gap. And then it was Dominique and Mike for, you know, and Jordan for a few years. Then it was a gap. Then it was Isaiah Ryder, you know, going through Mm -hmm. the legs, which was mind blowing. It was like, no one had ever seen that. Changed my life. And then it was a gap. And then it was Vince Carter. And ever since then, it's been gimmicky. It's, it's, it's bringing Dwight Howard out. It's Nate, Nate, uh, Kevin Hart, uh, bringing Kevin Hart out. Yeah. Yeah. Nate Robinson out. Yeah. Bringing Kevin Hart out. Like I could jump over. I couldn't dunk, but I could, 
jump over Kevin Hart. So, you know, I don't think in terms of innovation, we're not going to we're, we're not going to see anything crazy. What I like about it shows shows the young guys. You know, Dallas Mavericks are one of the worst teams in the league. Get to watch Dennis Smith Jr. because he's exciting. Mm. Um, Donovan Mitchell is the second coming of of uh, Dwayne Wade. I mean, that's what he is. Who's watching Utah? I mean, but he's he's phenomenal. Eleven wins in a row. Larry Nance Jr. And, and now it's always tributes. It's these guys bringing out wearing like an old school jersey. I will say though, Larry Nance's uh, his his dunk off the backboard. Double clutched it off the backboard to dunk it. I, I know the dunk wasn't that spectacular, but the double clutch, I mean, like, I don't think people understand how hard that was. Ridiculous. So that was something when I saw it, I was like, no way. I mean, like, <laughs> even it was like Kenny Smith that was doing the broadcast, he didn't even see it on the first go round. They were watching it on the replay, and he's like, wait, what did he just do? <laughs> so it was like to see that, I thought that was really neat. So it's something that I think they need because it does bring a level of excitement because then you do get an Aaron Gordon or a Zach Levine where those guys were going back and forth. I mean, that dunk contest was crazy, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. But I think there's a place for it in the All-Star Game format. Ira, I was reading an article earlier that – we we talked, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, about Blake Griffin just looking like a new player. I mean, just reinvigorated with, with uh, Drummond in, in uh, Detroit. There are now a lot of reports that he's just, it, the honeymoon might be over already. I mean, you watch NBA more than anybody. It, it, have you seen any of this? Is Blake Griffin maybe just back to being Blake Griffin and not being the superstar that he looked like for the first couple of games with Detroit? <coughs> Um, I no, I think I think it was. I think first of all, everything before the All Star break, we just have to take with a grain of salt. Yeah. I think some teams were just mailing it in, mm. and I think we're gonna let's look how it goes going forward because I think there was some, but they had. But I really think going forward, I I think it's gonna be interesting for the East to see because definitely. If you're a Miami fan, you're very concerned with Detroit is because you're going to be probably battling Detroit for that A spot. Yeah. So one of those teams is going to get that spot, and, and it's going to be very interesting to see what's between those two teams. Sean, any takeaways on Blake Griffin? Yeah, you know, I, I think when you get traded, you want to come out, you want to, you know, set the world on fire. But even if you look at his last game against the Hawks, all right, he scores 13 points. Like, I, you know, I want 20 points out of him. But he had 12 rebounds and nine assists. I mean, his role is changing. His role is almost a facilitator at this point and, and being almost a second option to drum in the paint, where that's where he made his living. But because Blake Griffin is the athlete that he is and can pass, but he never got to showcase it, you know, it's hard to make the comparison because I, I think this guy is one of the best power forwards of all time, but he's got like a Chris Webber type of game to him. Chris Webber, if you ever remember him, was one of the best passing power forwards ever. I mean, and, and he just didn't get to do that with the Clippers because Chris Paul ran the show, yeah. was getting the post, I'm going to either throw an alley-oop to you, you know, get down there and... and, and you know, who was he dishing to? You know, they didn't really have a three-point shooter on that team. Mm. Um, so, you know, to now run the offense kind of through him, his game is evolving. It's changing. So, uh, you know, we might not see the, you know, the 30-point breakouts like he has, but when you see his rebounds and his, and his um, which are going to go up because DeAndre Jordan's not there anymore. Yeah. And, and I know Andre Drummond's, a, 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 you know, a double-double machine, but, you know, especially on the assists, you know, you're looking at his games, five, seven, six, seven, six, six, nine. Mm. I mean, he wasn't doing that with the Clippers. He was probably more in the two, three, four, range yeah you know so so his game's evolving but um you know I, i'm not concerned about him uh, even at the end of the day it's the celtics or the or, or the Cavs in the east but it's nice to see blake griffin be able to kind of open up his repertoire and become the five tool player that he is got just about five minutes to go here ira on sports we're going to change gears to baseball just for one second i there's so much baseball i want to talk baseball <laughs> might be my favorite sport but 
I got to get to this comment because spring training's here. And if you didn't know, we've got four teams here in Palm Beach County. I love this time of year with the Honda and spring training going on. Ira Sandy Alderson, he's the general manager of the New York Mets. He has an interesting take on Tim Tebow this year. Would you like to fill us in on that? <laughs> well, I don't say take. He's a general manager. He made a statement. He goes, he, he envisions Tim Tebow to be in the major leagues, be a major league player, and and not a gimmick, but actually a major league player. And, of course, he's a general manager, so he can make that happen. He can just yeah. – yeah, he has Literally. total power. <laughs> if you're going to bet with Sandy Alderson if he's going to make it, he can just say, okay, Tim Tebow is on the major league. Mm. But he's going to be in the major league camp, which makes it interesting to run up to Port and Lucci to earn when the Mets come down here to play because it seems like now all the teams are playing it's really just the Mets and the four teams in West Palm Beach just play each other the whole time you're not seeing anyone playing on the uh, West Coast odds Tim Tebow makes the starting day roster oh, zero I mean zero that's percent. that's no there's zero, zero percent, percent that he makes it what you know, 220 last year well put it this way right yeah but he's, he's played well in the outfield the reason why the Mets are doing this right and the reason why Sandy Alderson comes out and says this is because no one's talking about the Mets. So let me say something crazy, get some press, yeah. get it going. You know, I do believe he'll be brought up to sell tickets to do that because the Mets aren't going to be an exciting team. Um, is he going to get there based on his talents? No. He's going to get up there because of his name. He'll play a few games. I'll bring him down. Um, but they already said that he's going to start in single A. Um, so that's where he's going to start this season. Mm. I do think this year will be the year because, I mean, he's, what, 28, 29 years mm. old, that he does – you know, get get to the majors. Uh, you know, play outfield. It's tough to go from single A to the majors uh, in one year. Uh, of course, and you September know, expansions maybe. And and I and I and I fully understand that. But that's and the Mets. Like I said, they're not bringing them up because they're a contender and they're like, hey, this guy's going to help us win games. Yeah, this guy's going to help us sell tickets. You know, and the Mets for you know the promise that they had a few years ago with all their young pitchers and Harvey being Batman and you know uh, Snyder. We don't know what he's going to come back and look like this year. Um, Degrom. I mean, last year, in my opinion, just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. He finished up. He started real good. Finished the year um, really bad. So there's got to be something that gets, especially with all the excitement around the Yankees. Are you surprised that a Mets either coach or GM says, "Hey, Tim Tebow, talk about us too"? I'm tired of hearing about Aaron Judge and and, and Stanton. Seven fifty seven. It's Ira on Sports ninety five nine True Oldies Channel. Just uh, two more topics to get to here. Ira, you're a huge Lindsey Vaughn fan. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why you like Lindsey Vaughn so much. Maybe because she dated Ty. Woods, um, something weird happened at the Olympics. You want to fill us in about Lindsey Vonn's race? I haven't watched. I have to admit, there's so much going on. I haven't not been watching as much Olympics as I would normally watch. But I did think she was in the Super G race, yeah. and they have a draw and it's like, I guess the Kentucky Derby where you draw and you only run, have one run. Mm -hmm. And so she ran the first, she was the first one down and she was in like, in, of course, first after she finished. But then in the end, as the race go, went on and she ran a perfect, she thought a perfect race at the end, she was a little off, but every time got better as the, because the racers saw what kind of, path you should take to go yeah, down yeah. and so in the end um the woman who ran the gold won the gold medal four years ago she was in the lead for the gold medal and Lindsay was like in fourth or fifth place but then like the almost the next to last rider is a rider who had never been in the top 10 in like 23 races it was a snowboarder snowboarder a snowboarder, <laughs> a snowboarder. and and Veith, the the woman who was the gold medalist from um, four years ago, she's celebrating like I won. Like this, it's over. It's not. Mm. Nothing's going to happen. It's like it's like no one's. You're not going like, to looking for someone on the 18th to 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 hit like a an know, eagle to win. An it. ace, yeah, yeah. an ace, yeah, ace it to win. An ace to win, which is like on two shots. Like it's never going to happen. He's signing. You know, he's you know signing his car, and celebrating, and she went in and, and won the gold. And I just think it was so unfair. And everyone was on Lindsey Vaughn saying she failed. I'm like, if you <coughs> watch the race, she had no shot being yeah. number one. It was going to be impossible. 
possible for yeah, the win. Yeah. It's like a horse in Kentucky Derby. Nobody from the first position has ever won the Kentucky yeah. Derby. So how in the world was it, it's just it's not like she failed. She just had a bad draw. She probably ran the perfect race and it wasn't anything but the draw. And there's they should that's why they should have two runs. Mm, yeah. I mean, to have one run have it's, one it's run, stupid yeah, to have one run. Yeah. It's yeah. Train it, four years, give it one shot. And the one <laughs> thing that I heard, and I you know, I'm not some, you know, super G, you know, expert here. <laughs> but I was I was talking to somebody and they said that you know what Ira, you know, touched on. You know, this is how you read the the the, the course. Let's say, um, you know, the the, the slope. Um, but there were, I guess, there was like a, a certain part of that course that you could pick kind of like two options and there was like a dangerous option that no one went down the person that won just went down it because they didn't know any better because she was a snowboarder so like it was like <laughs> this thing came out it was like yeah she had no idea what she was doing and just ended up winning this race so um good for her but you know kind of stinks for lindy's vaughn with the uh you know being the, that first person to to draw bold predictions are a thing we do here on ira on sports it's always a lot of fun it's something that over the course of the next week could happen if it does, you're going to think, wow, that was insane. Sean, you came kind of <laughs> close last week with uh, AJ McCarron, and this might that might still be the, the, the a right answer. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Sean, we'll start with you. Bold prediction for the week ahead. Well, I want to go with AJ McCarron because I think he could get signed, but, um, but I, uh, I don't know because a lot of stuff's going on in the NFL. I want to stick there, um, and I want to say – it just it excites me. Free agency and all this stuff just gets me, me jazzed up. I'm going to say that Marcus Peters, who in the time that he's been in the NFL, cornerback for Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. um, 19 interceptions. Excellent kid, player, yeah. Will be traded. They just signed David Emerson. They got Kyle Fuller um, over, Kendall Fuller, over in the, the uh, uh, Alex Smith trade, mm. um, who's a start, who's their number one, I yeah. mean, essentially. And David Emerson uh, proved to be uh, kind of what, you know, they look for in that, that bigger uh, corner. And with all the problems that he's caused, he had another fight with the um, – with the, the coaching staff this year was actually suspended, thrown out during yeah. the game, and, and like he threw I think a flag. The, yeah, I think he, I think he even he pushed threw a flag in the I think yeah, I think he even pushed <laughs> a, a, a D back um, coach, the D back coach there. Um, but there was a lot of, and I think trading Alex Smith and getting that cornerback, signing David Emerson, I think it's the end for for Marcus Peters in case. Interesting take because Kansas City is a no nonsense team. Yeah. This isn't like the Jets where you can just Andy Reid. Andy Reid proved yeah. that when he was with the Eagles. I mean, yeah. he don't he don't put up with that stuff. So. Ira. Bold take for the week ahead. Uh, it's not really a week ahead. I'm going to say it's overall, um, but it'll happen tonight if you want to watch at 9 o'clock in about, what time is 8, about an hour. I don't think Oklahoma's going to make the tournament. And this is a team that a few week, uh, about a month ago was seen, was, was like ranked second or third mm. in the country. And I don't that think, is bold. I, I I like don't think you're ever going to see a team that was ranked second or third in the country. <laughs> not make the top not make the tournament. They've, they've with, not, with potentially the first pick of the draft. They've yeah. not with the first pick of the draft. They, well, I don't know if it was first, but he's definitely he was, a, he's he was, he was he's through, a top five guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a top they've five They've lost five point. in a row. Yeah. Um, they've Bad. lost the six out of seven and eight out of ten. And they play Kansas at Kansas tonight. Then they play Kansas State at home, which they've already lost to by 20. <laughs> and then they're at Baylor and Iowa State at home. I, I don't. Yeah. I think they are. They could, they could lose out. They're sixteen and ten. At one point in the season, they were fourteen and two. And I think <laughs> that that would be amazing. And then you're running into a Ben Simmons type situation where you have this player that everyone thinks so great and doesn't even get in the NCAA yeah. tournament. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if they get in. Think about the backlash of the politics of they put them in there because of Trey Young. 
It's going to be interesting to see. And I, I think they still will find a way to slide in, but uh, I want to well, say this plays out. Trey Young is exactly what the, makes makes Satorni so great. Oh, yeah. One oh. guy that carries everybody that, you know, he's an undersized guy. He's a scoring guard. I want to see him in the tournament. You know, my biggest, if he's not in, that's going, to be, that's going to be terrible. My biggest disappointment in tournament in recent years was Kevin Durant, and I think Texas won one game. Yeah. And I was looking at Kevin Durant like, I knew he was going to be good. Yeah. And then they come out and just can't do anything with the best player in the country. I, you know, it was interesting is we didn't talk about this, but um, Devin Booker for Phoenix, mm-hmm. he wins the three point shooting contest. He had 70 points uh, last year in a game. He is really a player that no one sees and is unbelievable. So I wanted to look, just looked at, you know, he was 13th pick in the draft. He played on that 38 and 0 Kentucky team. That was oh, wow. only that. two games away. He played with Carl Anthony Towns and they were two games away from being an undefeated besides Indiana, the yeah. only undefeated teams. And he, that's where they lost to Wisconsin. And then the Okafor team and Winslow team beat Wisconsin for the national championship. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Devin Booker averaged 10 points a game? Yeah. Do you know that Devin Booker never started for no, Kentucky, no. could you talk they, about? Crazy. They said they even said when he came out that he was that he was making a mistake. He's a kid that could use it because that team was so loaded that if you remember, they were they had two starting lineups. They had two starting lineups essentially, and they were just playing kids. You know, mm. well, they were playing minutes, the two minutes. Harrison brothers. Yeah, the two, and, yeah, and now, but I guess if if Devin Booker's rise keeps going to where people think it's going to be, we're going to say he didn't start in, in college, college, and yeah. now he's like a perennial all star. Yeah. So well, it's like Alabama. They've got kids that would be start four year starters at other co- at, at other SEC colleges, but you you're sitting right the pine for three years right. to play yeah. at Alabama. They're going to wait till seniors to touch it, and then yeah. and then they're, you going know in, going then they're a lottery pick. I mean, they're going <laughs> in the first fifteen picks. Like <laughs> it's it's absolutely. In St. Ira, as we wrap this up, always want to know where you're headed this week. Honda Classic, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I might go, you know, there's a Delray Tennis. I, I might, I've never been to the Delray for the I tennis tournament. never either. But I think I might try that this week. It should be interesting. You can catch uh, Ira, Sean, and myself at the Honda Classic. We had a lot of fun with you tonight. It's Ira on Sports 95.9, the true oldies channel with Mike and Sean as well. Let's talk next Monday night. <laughs>